You're listening to Deep Cuts with Antoine Reed, episode 54, with special guests Jeffrey Amendola and Christopher Monaco from Amendola Family Cigar Company. Man, I, we listen. We really appreciate you having us on your show. Uh, you know, we really are humbled by you know all the all the social media outlets that have been uh, kind of you know getting us on their show and giving us giving our brand some exposure, giving us giving their listeners uh, the opportunity to you know get to know our brand, get to know what Amandola is about, uh, Amandola Cigar Company is about, and um, you know, so we really appreciate it, man. Yeah. So, I know you. So, if you could introduce yourself. Just so people know who you are and what your role within Amendola is. Um, I think I'm a great Chris Monaco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris Monaco, co-owner and uh, director of sales and marketing with Amendola Family Cigars. Um, been on this journey for about three years. Me and Jeff partnered up, uh, officially partnered up two years ago, but we've been doing this together for about three years. Um, you know, we, we, you know, the last three years, uh, you know, we've, we've been working hard to kind of, uh, rebrand, go to new factories, um, you know, and just get out there, try to just get our product in, in, in the hands of, uh, you know, the cigar community and, and uh, you know, just get the exposure to, to, uh, to our product. Uh, we believe that, you know, we have a, a, a good product uh, that can compete on the market and uh, we just, we're just trying to get it out there and, and that's it. Obviously, our, our brand is all Italian themed. Because uh, both me and Jeff are from New York, Italians, uh, born and raised. Um, so, you know, we kind of, you know, doing this thing. He kind of started it, and then I added a little bit to it. And now we're, we're building the house, and we're seeing what we're going to make here. See what we're, we're out of this thing, you know, so. So how did you two meet? We met through a mutual friend. Uh, he was actually uh, in the area in Charlotte doing, um, doing an event. And the person he was doing an event with we, was the mutual friend. And I, I guess after the event, you know, he ended up telling him, listen, you got to meet my buddy. Uh, you know, you guys would get along. You cut from the same cloth, you know, from the same area. Uh, obviously, same heritage, uh, around the same age. He's like, you guys got to meet, you, you know, if anything, just hang out, smoke a cigar, talk. Um, and he knew that I was trying to get in the business, too. I just was trying to look for the right thing to invest my money and my time into. Um, so, you know, uh, he thought that would be a good match, you know, uh, as a business partner. So, you know, brought Jeff by um, and, you know, we stayed up till like five o'clock in the morning, just drinking, talking cigars, talking shop, busting each other's balls and, you know, <laughs> you know, just uh, getting to know each other. And it was, it was, you know, uh, we instantly just, I don't know, we just had a connection, man. You know, um, we just, we just, we had a connection, you know, you know, like sometimes people, you know, you know, right away, whether you like them, you don't like them or if they're going to be an acquaintance or a good friend. And, uh, you know, we both immediately knew, uh, that, you know, we were, we were going to be very, very good friends. So, um, and you know, it's just, uh, it flourished from there, you know, it just started off, you know, where I was just trying to help them out as far as some of the sales, some get, get some bigger accounts. Um, and then, uh, it just, it started getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, he knew I was trying to get into business. He needed a partner. He was looking for the right partner. And, uh, you know, at a certain point after about a year, I was like, listen, man, I mean, I'm not going to go off and do, do my own thing. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for, at that point, a little over a year. I helped establish the brand. You know, why am I going to go start something from scratch? And he was like, dude, I don't want you going nowhere. We work well as a team. You know, so let's just partner up 50-50, do the damn thing and, and rock it out and see where it goes. And and that's uh, for the last two years pretty much uh, what we've been doing. We've had a lot of big changes, um, a lot of big changes, uh, necessary changes that, that we both felt we needed to, uh, you know, to do to get the brand where we wanted it to be. Um, both had, you know, a lot of input and ideas on, on what direction we thought we should go in. And uh, little by little, we started chipping away at one thing at a time, and um, here we are. You know, now we're with uh, 
you know, some of the best factories in Nicaragua, in my opinion. Um, we're working with some of the best people in the industry to work with, real down-to-earth people. We're really humbled by that and blessed, you know, to have that opportunity. Um, we just got picked up for distribution with Illusione, which was a big thing for us as well. And, uh, you know, now we're just, you know, now we, we kind of feel that we, we've gotten to that point where all the things that we wanted to do, um, as far as getting the brand to the point where we feel comfortable really putting it out there to the masses and trying to, you know, make a run at this thing, we're, we're, we feel that we're bringing a product now that we're really proud of to the table. And, uh, you know, we're only working hard to make it better. I mean, we could always make it better. You, you know, I say that all the time, you know, you could, you're, you're never perfect. No brand is perfect. No company, no, you know, you, if you're not trying to make it better every day and figure out new ideas and new stuff to put out, then, you know, you, you know, you're already lost. You know, you should just sit down right there. If, if you're not every day trying to better and better, better the brand or, or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, we're both, we're both hustlers. Uh, you know, so, uh, I handle more of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff, uh, the sales, things getting the logistics, things getting where they need to be, uh, the financials, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, Jeff obviously is very well, you know, he's, he's, his big thing is rolling, blending. Uh, you know, we both do a little bit of both. I mean, when we blend, when we did all these new blends, we did them together. You know, when I do sales, I always, even if I'm putting a, a deal together, you know, he still has input. If he has an event that he's putting together, he'll, you know, I'll still have input. So we both wear both hats. It's not like one does only one thing and the other. Like, we both kind of wear both hats if we have to. Um, but, you know, definitely, you know, uh, we, we we have our strengths and, and, and uh, you know, we lean on them. So we lean on each other's strengths. Um, and kind of go with that. So, so far it's been a good run, man. We we're really, really, uh, you know, happy with where things are going. But we're not done. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of bread to eat. So we just want to keep our foot on the gas and keep it fucking rolling, man. You know, like that's it, man. So, you know, we just what surprised really... you? What surprised so the industry? Being in the industry as long as you have so far on the manufacturing side, has anything surprised you? so far that you maybe didn't know as you know coming from just being a consumer to now being a, well, a part it, brand owner it's definitely yeah it, it's it's definitely um it's definitely different um and, and not in a good or a bad it's just different you know it's just when you're a consumer you know you're you're you you're you, you want to taste everything it's more about collecting it's you want to know the stories behind the brands you want you know it's it's a little different when you're in the business, uh, especially with manufacturing. You see how much hard work, and all the it's, you know, when you're a consumer, you don't really realize how much behind the scenes and how many moving parts are to put in a, a successful brand together. You know, um, now being in the business, you know, I, I'm I'm st I'm learning every day, man. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for three years. I think I'm getting my sea legs. You know, um, I'm learning how to deal with people and network and deal with our factory partners and, you know, cigar bands and box manufacturers and, you know, um, you know, all this stuff, you know, just distributors and internet, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. So, you know, you learn as you go. Um, and I'm always learning, but I definitely, I, I definitely feel like I'm starting to get more comfortable, um, with things, but yeah, I mean, as a consumer, you know, you think it's just, ah, make a cigar, roll it, put a band on it, and it's it. But there's just, there's just so much more to that, man. Design, design time, design costs, uh, you know, boxes, getting files into digital. So, you, I mean, there's just so many moving parts, man. You know, uh, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is how much behind the scenes really goes into putting a, a, a good brand out, you know, so. And in terms of, I know people always want to know, like, how do the smaller brands kind of compete with the larger brands out there? Do you even think of things like that? Do you see it as competition or do you just kind of see it as you and Jeffrey are, are kind of doing your own thing? Um, you know, obviously, I mean, everybody that's in a humidor is our competition, you know? So, uh, you know, it just depends on, listen, you got to set realistic goals. You know, I, I you know, 
when me and Jeff talk, you know, as far as like each year that went by, we had realistic goals. Like, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I want to sell a million cigars, but we've been around for three years. Am I going to do that next year? No, it's not even fuck. No way. That's not going to happen. You know, so let's be realistic. You know, last year we did, you know, uh, you know, 50,000 or 75,000 cigars. This year we want to do 150,000, 200,000. Year after that, you know, maybe do 300,000. And, you know, we got to be, you got to be realistic, you know? So yeah, they're all our competition, but also, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, I used to be a consumer for so long. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, my finger's always on the pulse to see what else is out there. Smoke it, you know, like, I don't know what's up with some of these other brand owners. Like, oh, I don't smoke anything but my own stuff. Like, that's great and all well and fine. But if you really love tobacco and you really love this shit, like, and, and these some of these people are your competition, you should smoke a, a variety of different things, in my opinion. So, one, you could develop your palate and, you know, and expand it. And two, you could see what the competition is doing different, you know. And, and then you kind of know where the bar is to, to, to get to that level. I mean, if you don't know what your competition is and you don't know what the level you want to get to, how are you going to get there, you know? Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, it seems competition, but also, to be completely honest with you, and I'm sure J Jeff will agree with me, maybe it won't, I don't know, but at the end of the day, you know, and I, we don't give, we don't, we don't pay attention to what other people do or think. We're going to fucking do what we're going to do, what we want to do, how we want to do it. Some people like it, some people don't, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. You know, like not everything is for everybody. Um, but at the end of the day, we're going to stay true to ourselves, true to the people we are. We're trying to just be who we are and not be anything different or, you know, a hundred years of tradition. We got the, we're not trying to make up BS stories. You know, what you see is what you get with us. Um, and, uh, you know, that's it. <laughs> you know, we appreciate all the people who, you know, up until this point have supported us. Um, you know, we're hardworking guys. Um, uh, you know, blue collar guys. Um, and uh, we're just trying to trying to get to the next level, man. But at the end of the day, yeah, I do. I do pay attention to other brands and I do smoke other cigars, um, both for my pleasure and both just for to, to see what's out there as far as competition. But at the end of the day, you know, all in all, you know, that makes a very small impact on what we're going to do, because we're going to we're, we're going to do what we you know want to do and how we do things. And that's just how we roll. So, um, and when it comes to the marketing, like, how do you market your brand? Because I know back in the day, it was all about putting your an ad in a magazine, you know, one of the top magazines in the industry, and you would hope people will come from that. Like, what do you rely on to help, you know, get well, the honestly, word out about I your brand? Honestly, um, you know, we're at, like most most smaller brands, I mean, you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars for marketing where we could just go, you know, buy a spread in aficionado for a hundred thousand dollars. You know, I mean, you know, so our marketing, uh, you know, um, the flexibility on marketing, our budget is is not super high. I mean, a lot of our our money goes in, into our product. I mean, because at the end of the day, you could do marketing, you could do this, you could do that you don't have a product to sell you, you, you're not made, you can't make money. So at the end of the day, you know, it's inventory right now, you know, um, we obviously we have Gabriel, which big shout out to Gabriel from Creativist, man. He's been a big, uh, big uh, asset to our brand thus far in the last couple months. Uh, you know, we, we've kind of linked up with him uh, to kind of deal with all the marketing. But before that, honestly, it was just by word of mouth, getting out there, doing events, social media, uh, a lot of the, the clubs have been very supportive, the online clubs, Bauer Burners, woo -woo, big shout out to them, the Familia Syndicato, uh, Asheville Cigar Club, you know, so we want to make sure we give all them uh, the love that, that, you know, is due because, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten this exposure without guys like, like, like them really believing in us and giving us uh, our brand an opportunity, you know, so. You know, at the end of the day, man, you know, we, we, we always say, you know, we, you never forget where you come from. You don't forget the people that help you get there. You know, that's how we were raised. Uh, we're loyal to the people that are loyal to us. We always will be. Um, and, um, you know, so, I mean, that was a big, big part of, uh, of our success uh, in the last two years was definitely, you know, the social media aspect stuff. And, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of how we rolled until we got uh, until we linked up with Gabriel. So. Old school. What's, <laughs> you know? what's one 
What's one thing about the industry that kind of drives you crazy right now? One thing about the industry that drives me crazy? Hmm. Uh, well, right now, it's that like we can't do events. <laughs> so that, probably right now, if you're saying right now, one thing about it is that we can't do events because, you know, that's a we, we like to be out there, man. You know, this whole thing, the reason why I get into this and, and why I love it so much and why Jeff loves it so much, um, you know, it's the community aspect of it. You know, it's not just the cigar itself. It's the it's obviously, yeah, the tobacco, the tradition, the history, the stories behind the brands, the people behind the brands. But it's also the people in the brick and mortars and the people in the shops and their stories. And, you know, so, um, you know, us not being able to do events and, and, you know, laugh with them and bus balls and, you know, uh, go back and forth and, and, and share, you know, the, the, you know, the experience of smoking a cigar, that has definitely been annoying. So, I mean, you know, but it, it, on a, a flip side of that coin, flip side of that coin is this past year due to COVID it has gave us a lot of time to do the things, you know, that we wanted to do when we partnered up, we wanted to make changes. There was things that we wanted to do that we didn't get a chance to get around to do because Jeff was so inundated with events. You know, I was so like just balls to the wall, like focused, laser beam focused on just like accounts, accounts, account, you know? So, and then like, you know, design and, so once we had once COVID hit and it kind of put everything else on on uh, to a stop, you know that's where we got that opportunity to really sit back, you know, and do all those little things that we we we've been neglecting, that we knew that we needed to step our game up on and fix, um, but weren't able to at the time because we we were just so busy and you know I mean like I said we're we're not we don't have employees it's me and Jeff you know I mean we're starting to get some brokers now. Um, but all in all, the, the daily operations is me and Jeff, <laughs> you know? So, and then thank God, you know, big shout out to, like I said earlier, to Illusione. Uh, that's been a big part uh, of, of, you know, um, of us being more organized and making this thing a, a well-oiled machine, um, you know, as far as them being able to eventually get us, you know, into the international market, the, the reach that they have. Uh, the professionalism, how it's streamlined our, uh, you know, uh, like I said, the daily operations as far as shipping, receiving, invoicing, um, you know. So, I mean, I was doing everything on PayPal before, you know, getting banged and slammed by PayPal fees, and you know. So, like, it's really – that's really changed things. It, it's, it's, it's given me an opportunity to take a little pressure off my shoulders of not always having to – I mean, listen, I always pay attention to – all that stuff, the financials and everything else. But like, I know I don't have to worry as much because I have people that do that. Like, that's what their job is. That's what they're very good at doing that, you know, for us. Um, so it's, it's given me a little bit of a, you know, a little weight off my shoulders to kind of breathe and, and, and focus more on some other aspects of the brand other than just constantly looking at invoices and shipping and who's getting what, and is this getting there? And, so that that's been a big big help uh, as far as the on the operation side of things. So, so I mean, in a few minutes we're gonna tap in your partner here to tell us a, a little bit more about the blends and and stuff like that. But you know, what's one question we should probably ask your partner when we get him on? What's one question that you would kind of pose oh, to God. him? <laughs> uh. <laughs> One question I would pose to him, is he drinking scotch or is he drinking bourbon tonight? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good enough question. That's it. All right, good. That's a good enough question. So, so about, but yeah, so, you know, as we, as we get ready to, to make the switch over in a couple minutes, I mean, just tell us, like, as the marketing person, I mean, what do you want people, retailers especially, to know about, your brand and why should they take a chance on it to bring it into their store and why should a why should a consumer you know switch over from whatever you know they're used to smoking and take a chance on smoking what you all are making if you're looking for a, uh something fresh something new something different than what everybody else is doing um 
you know, something that a brand that is, you know, we, we've diversified our portfolio as far as using, you know, three different factories, uh, you know, a lot of brands. I'm not saying we're the only brand that does that. There's a lot of brands that, that do that, too. But, you know, um, you know, that was a major factor of some of the changes we made. We wanted to do that. We did that purposely. We wanted to diverse our portfolio with different flavors, you know, different factories. They ferment differently. Things taste, you could get the same wrapper leaf from two different factories. It tastes totally different because of the fermentation process, um, you know, all that other stuff. So, you know, my biggest thing to them would be like, just, just give us a shot. It, you know, we're, we're hardworking guys. We're down to earth people. We're very accessible. We're very, you know, on top of our brand. We're not just two guys, you know, guys that say, you know, make a blend and, you know, throw a band on it. Like we're very, uh, you know, we take our time. We, we buy tobacco here. We, we, we uh, you know, roll out uh, blends and, and try to taste what we want so we can go back to the factories and kind of give them an idea of what we're looking for. So we're not just two dudes that are just like, all right, you know, let's call up Aganorsa, tell them to make us just a blend and throw a band on. It doesn't work like that, you know. I mean, there are companies that do that too, and that's all well and fine. But, you know, we're trying to get get the best that we can out of our factory partners. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a brand that's a solid, you know, brand through and through, you know, you, you know, you know, just to our core line, just to give you an example, I'm smoking the Matoto now. Um, you know, that's out of Aganor. So, I mean, you can't beat it for 10 bucks. It's an hour to hour and a half smoke, um, you know, and it's going to be consistent every single time, uh, you know, and, um, you know, just give it a shot. It, it can't, worst, the worst you lose is 10 bucks if you don't like it. But, you know, I'd be very surprised with the, the, the diversity that we have in our portfolio with all the stuff that we're putting out from all the different factories that you wouldn't be able to find at least one blend out of everything that we're putting out that, that you don't like. And the other thing, too, that we do a little bit differently is, you know, a lot of brands, man, they come out, and, and that's okay. I get it. You know, everybody likes different sizes and Vitolas and all that, and, and we get it. Um, you know, but we're, we, we kind of went on the, the business model of, like, listen, make one, one blend in one size and make it awesome. And don't make 50 sizes of it. Because I feel, in my opinion, even as a consumer, I remember, you know, you get a cigar and then you get that one blend and you'd look down the whole row and it'd be like 25 sizes of the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, for us, we'd rather just make one solid. We make Toros. Our core line stuff is Toro. You know what I'm saying? We have different uh, ends on each of them. One's a tapered end. You know, one's a pigtail. One's, a, you know, our, our Cremoso's got a regular round, round head. But... You know, we, 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 I just feel like that you're overwhelming people, and especially as a smaller brand, like people just want something good. It's very simple. It's very easy. You don't have to be like, oh, that size is better. It tastes a little different than the Lancero. No, one size. It's an awesome blend. Great burn time. Great construction. Consistent every time. And it's 10 bucks. You can't beat it. You know? Um, so that, that's another thing. We don't take, you know, we don't take up, we're not going to try to take up, you know, your whole shelf with one cigar that's got 10 sizes, you know. So we blend to the size and we usually and we're trying to stand this model where when we make a blend, it's going to be in that size and that size only. And when we make something different, it's going to be a different blend. It's going to be a different cigar, you know, and, and that's it. So, uh, I mean, you can get our stuff, you know, if anybody's looking to, to see, you know, where a lot of our stuff is available. Uh, Provada Cigar Club has been a big uh, supporter of ours. You can get right now. He has all our core line stuff. He will be getting the cannolis when they drop. Atlantic Cigar, same thing. Frontline Cigars, uh, VS uh, Cigar, Kerry Viajante, and uh, also uh, what was the other one? I'm sorry, I'm missing somebody. Oh, Sir Lewis, Sir Lewis too. Um, he, he he's going to be getting everything. So, yeah, man. All I can say is if you're looking for something fresh, something new, some you know newbies in the game, a little something different. Give us a shot. You lose at the worst, you lose ten dollars, and you know at the best, you gain a new brand in your door. And we always say this too. You know, as a consumer, I know, and as I said, I smoke other people's stuff. You know, um, I know there's a lot of good brands out there. Me and Jeff both know that. You know, um, and we're not looking to be the only brand in your door. We're just looking to be in the rotation. You know, we just want to be a part of the conversation. That's it. So if you could just make us a part of the conversation, 
smoking Amendola, make it part of your rotation, you know, we're happy. So awesome. That's that's it. So I'm gonna let you tap out. And then I'm going to tag Jeff in. Tapping out. And we're going to talk about the Tapping twins. you in, Jeffy. I'm tapping you in. I'm tapping you in, man. That's all right. Jeffy's better looking than me anyway. He's got better hair, so <laughs> he's cuter. You'll, you'll, get more, you'll get more likes with him, right? You've got a better personality, too. <laughs> okay. Better people person. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, man. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. Go get on. him, Jeffy. Thank you. Deuces, man. <laughs> so we had an awesome intro from your partner. Yeah, yeah. And now we have you here to tell us about these blends. And you and I met earlier today. Yeah, right. I didn't have the time. Uh, for those who weren't privy to our conversation earlier, we both live in the same city. Yeah, same both, town. <laughs> same town, same city. And it's like one of the funniest stories because uh, our city is known as like Tobacco Central back in the day. And now it's the most anti-tobacco. You can't smoke <laughs> can't anywhere. Smoke anywhere. So no smoking signs on the street. I tobacco, know, so tobacco crazy. campus, no smoking. <laughs> <laughs> the hypocrisy. This is crazy. But here we are, and yeah. I have your your blends here. So we kind of got a nice intro to you know yeah. how you know the company, which is great, and uh, you know now I just want to talk about the main thing, which is like your your actual cigars, and um, if you could tell us something about the factory partners that you work with, because I think a lot of people kind of think. You know, if you're outside the industry and consumers, you don't realize, like, you're working with some pretty big factories and some pretty big people out there. So um, I can't even believe it. (laughs) You know, so it's (laughs) it's a pretty big deal. I mean, some of these these blends. So I just want you to be able to talk about these these for the last, you know, 30 minutes that we have. Just talk about these these blends, basically, and kind of tease people and get them all excited about going out and finding these cigars and trying them for themselves. Right, right, which you should, whoever's watching. If you haven't, you're missing out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a little bit to piggyback what Chris was saying about the blends is that, you know, we, we, we just love tobacco so much, right? Uh, when I got into this business about 10, 9, 10 years ago, I learned how to roll cigars myself. So I took all that knowledge I learned Chris has an awesome palate, so together we'll go out and buy tobacco and blend and roll together and try to create something really unique and different. But um, end of 2019, we, we got a project uh, to do for Provada Cigar Club, and it was for a cigar called the Cannoli. And um, the, current, the factory we were at at the time, we just, due to logistics, we just knew it wasn't going to be able to be made there, you know? So... Um, we were blessed with certain relationships. A big part of this business, actually in any business, the key to success, in my opinion, is having the right relationship with people. And I'm a firm believer that people come in your life for a reason, you know? It's not, it's not by accident certain people come or go. It's always, in my opinion, I, I firmly believe that's for a reason. Um, with our distributor at the time was really close with Eric Espinosa in La Zona. And we were sitting around like, what are we going to do? We don't want to throw away this project. We don't want to let it fail. This is a, a great opportunity for the Amendola brand to really get out there. One phone call to, to the La Zona guys, hey, I got the Amendola boys right here. We're trying to do a, you know, need, have a project needs to get done. In a matter of a week, we were making that cigar, right? And we were, from that, we were able to do our whole signature line at, out of La Zona uh, with Eric Espinosa in Nicaragua. That was, that's awesome. And then um, a couple months down the line, we needed to do our core blend. And uh, Chris said we want to diversify, keep things interesting. We don't want to put all the eggs in one batch because I did that in the past and got burned a couple times. And I thought, well, let's just see. Let's just put this out there and uh, see what happens and see who we could find to give us a shot. And um, one of my mentors, good friends, he's like family, is uh, Brian Matola with Illusioni Cigars. Mm-hmm. He called me out of the blue and was like, hey, man, you guys need a new factory. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, we got Eric doing our, you know, our stuff over here, but we, we need our core line done somewhere else. And he's like, all right, call. Aganorsa Leaf is waiting for your phone call. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> 
in, in the back of my mind, I always thought that would be a great idea, but would they give, you know, us a chance? You know, who am I? Nobody. And uh, sure enough, I got on the phone with Terrence the next day, and um, in about a week or two, we were doing blends together. So all of a sudden, we go from, like, not really knowing what's happening to now making three blends with Eric, one or two of which are being actually made at AJ Fernandez factory uh, to utilize some tobacco that we wanted, that he had, some rapid leaf. And then our three core line blends are at uh, Aganorsa. And, and I'm just blown away by being able to work with those, those, those people in the industry. It's very humbling. And I'm very, I'm very excited about it. And I think we got some good product. Really? Let me see. So these are the product. Yeah, that's our core line. So tell us about this one. So that's the Cremosa right there. That's um, It's an Ecuador, Connecticut wrapper, Corojo binder, and it's actually got Lijero from two, two different regions in it. So it's not your traditional Connecticut. I mean, it, it's got some flavor. It's very, um, it's not boring, uh, but I mean, it goes from being a spice bomb up front. It smooths out to being real creamy, you know, almost like a, I don't know, like a cream, like a coffee cream. And, it, and it, it, it's not boring at all. I love that. Chris smokes one every morning. He's got me doing it now. I got to smoke one every morning with coffee to get my day going. Um, that's a great – if you like a Connecticut cigar that has flavor, that, that, that's very flavorful, that's a cigar. Because um, oh, I'm a big fan of Connecticut. Myself. You like Connecticut? Okay, so, yeah, you definitely got to smoke that one. That that. We've had a lot of Connecticut guys say, wow, that for Connecticut, you, I mean, you get the, 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 the wrapper, but you're also getting that Corojo binder, which has a lot of flavor to it. And of course, Aganorsa grows all that stuff. And they have that very distinct tobacco um, profile, right? And all, put it all together, and it's a, great, it's a great Connecticut cigar. Great Connecticut cigar. And we kept it traditional with the cap. It's got a triple cap. What's that one, the Maturo? That's what I'm smoking right now. I think yeah. one of my favorites out of the core, out of the core line, um, chocolatey, espresso, rich. I love it. It's got the Corojo, dark Corojo Maduro. And we call it Maturo. In Italian, that means Maduro. Um, and it, so it's got the Corojo wrapper, Corojo binder. And obviously, we're using all Aganorsa filler from Esteli and Jalapa. Uh, this is a great, I mean, any time of the day cigar, but we actually blended these cigars to be like morning, noon, and night. If you want to, yeah, if you want to think of it that way, and I tend to do that often. My morning cigar is the Cremoso, the Naturali is like a nice afternoon, anytime. And then the Maturo is great, evening, dinner, after dinner. Yeah, it, it was, we specifically blended for those times of day. However, smoke them whenever you want, but... um yeah, the Maturo, this Maturo is, if you're, if you're, anybody out there is, is a Maduro smoker, this has some really good flavor. It's almost sweet. It's full body, but it's got some of that sweet notes from that, from the wrapper leaf, which I, is very nice. And it has the tapered end, too. It's just sort of a bellicoso, which makes it stand out a little, you know, stand out a little bit. And then the, oh, and you just mentioned this one. Mm. I love that one, too. I mean... That one has some sentimental value to it because when I first learned how to roll cigars and put the wrapper on the cigar, I learned by doing a pigtail, and that has a pigtail on the top. So every time I see that, it kind of brings me back to, like, that's, like, the first cigar that I learned how to blend and, and, and put together. Um, but the Naturale, man, that, that's like the Maturo, pure Nicaraguan. It's a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, uh, all grown on... Aganorsa Farms has a Corojo binder as well. And it, that cigar actually has no Lijero in it. It's all wow. Seco and Viso. But, and you wouldn't know. It's, it's super flavorful, not overwhelming. It's very smooth. Um, and, but the natural, the wrapper actually is a little bit darker than your normal Habano. It, you know, some Habanos have that like tan light brown, just darker than a Connecticut. That one actually has a little more uh, richness to the wrapper, which I, I thought that was a great 
pairing to put all together with the Corolla and the Seco and Vsauce from there. That is a great anytime cigar. I almost recommend that cigar for people that, you know, a lot of times we do events or we're in shops and our people ask, what's a good cigar if I'm just starting out? And I, I put them onto that one. I think everyone's palate would appreciate what that cigar has to offer. Now, you have a background in retail as well, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you kind of learn from the retail side that you were able to bring over into, you know, once you started your own brand? Yeah. So I, I learned a lot, man, to be honest. Um, but, you know, when I was a retailer, though, I only sold the cigars I made. So I was making cigar, I was making like 12 to 15 different Vitolas, different blends to appeal to everybody because they're coming in my shop, we're rolling cigars. I want everyone to have something they like since I'm not carrying other brands, which that got a little overwhelming. But I was able to really hone in and figure out what people gravitated to when they came into a shop looking for a cigar, right? And that's what Chris touched on a little bit with the sizes. We were making, I mean, Churchill's, Robusto, Toro. uh, We had one cigar called The Commitment. It was like a 60 by 7. We had little petites. One of my rollers at the time would make these little, we call them Tainos, like the native Indians from the DR. And we had everything. But I learned from leaving the retail shop into just focusing on the brand, putting cigars on, on, on the market. Don't overwhelm people. Make a solid blend to the size that we put out. Toros are one of the uh, top selling sizes. So let our core line be Toro. You know, I, I knew people coming into retail, they gravitate to that size. It's not overwhelming. And again, it's not super small. They, they, they feel like the consumer feels like they're going to get their money's worth out of that size. Uh, we stopped doing Robusto because those would sit on the shelf. And we went, instead of doing Robusto, we came out with a cannoli line, which is Corona's only. Um, also very unique, but a lot of people I learned in the retail game, like the short cigar, 30-minute, 40-minute smoke when they couldn't sit down and enjoy something longer. So, I, you know, I, I listen a lot, man. I'm, I'm, I tend to be – I listen more than I speak. Um, and – I spent like four years in that shop, a lot of hours, a lot of conversation, met a lot of people from all over. And really, I think it was beneficial to go from that into just full manufacturing and come out with the product because you learn so much and about what, what people gravitate to and what they like. So I think that's helped putting a solid product on the market. Now, ask your partner this, but I'll ask you, like, what were you when you finally got into the full-on manufacturing, you know, side and brand ownership side of the business? Yeah. Is there anything that surprised you in particular that you were like, oh, I didn't know that as a, just a consumer or um, that kind of just took you a little bit by surprise? Um, yes and no. Because I, I, I kind of when I started, I kind of started in manufacturing where I just – automatically started working with raw tobacco leaf and rollers and things like that. So I kind of, well, that surprised me. I I mean, I had no idea what it really, you know, what really went into making a cigar. Uh, But I will say that the stuff that maybe not surprised me, but I thought were really valuable was learning about blending and what these master blenders and guys do behind the scenes in the factory, uh, fermenting the tobacco and I thought it was really interesting how you could buy the same tobacco from the same farmer, uh, same crop, and you give it to three different people, and it's going to be a completely different cigar. You could tell. I could t- say you and I sit down and roll cigars. You have the same tobacco. Guaranteed, it's going to be a completely different cigar. And they tell you, you know, here's your Viso Seco, Liero, whatever. Someone's gonna happen, and we're gonna make two different cigars. I thought that was, fan- you know, fantastic because my cre- 
creative juices started flowing. We're like, wow, all this tobacco comes from the ground. Everyone's buying it to make their own creation of a cigar. I thought, I thought that was really cool. And that, that, got me, that got me excited to be able to be different, you know. And what's your advice? Because I'm sure you encounter a lot of people who either want to open their own cigar store or they want to create their own brand. You know, what kind of advice do you give those types of people? Yeah, man, I get, I get hit up almost <laughs> weekly about that. Um, if people want us to help them blend or make, get them in the industry, we get a lot of questions. Uh, I always say, number one, you have to love this. This is a lifestyle business. It's not a, you don't come out of college, business school, and think, you know, oh, I'm just going to go make a cigar, you know. <laughs> uh, you have to really be passionate about it. You know, if you don't live it, if you don't love it, and you're not in it for the long haul, then it's probably not going to be a good business choice, you know. Um mm -hmm. It's not a get-rich-quick type of business. It's, it's definitely, we always say this, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and, you know, here, here's the other thing, and this happened to me when I first got into business. It, it, the business is so small. It, it appears to be big, but really it's small. Uh, I, I went to a trade show in Germany two years ago, Inter Tobacco, and I was sitting in a room and I realized that anybody and everybody that was doing something in this industry was in this one room. And it wasn't that many people, really. So if you're trying to get into this business, how are you going to do it if you don't know anybody? Or, you know, for me, I had to just figure it out on my own. Um, I got help later on, but because I put myself out there for years, uh, finding my own tobacco source, finding my own factories in the beginning, blending on my own or whatever, uh, moving a roller here to work with me to, to learn this process back years ago. Um, you know, and then, and then, uh, and then meeting Chris, you know, all, all these things, if you don't have, uh, if you're not networking or have people that like you or want, or want to, um, really be involved in your success, that it's, it's, it's really difficult. Not to say it's impossible, but time, money, network, and passion. That's what you got to have. And patience. <laughs> and I think a lot of people don't really think about that part. You know, no. They, they get, they fall in love with the idea of uh, having us on the yeah. label or their own name on it. And then they don't know when you get into this industry that everything is so interconnected. Yeah. That a relationship like, carries over into like it leads to all these doors opening for you even more relationships opening and if you're not doing that work you're kind of stuck in, in kind of treading water yes because it's cool yeah i get it it's cool like i always want to have wine with my name on it i don't want to make wine but i love wine i do make wine actually at home but i always thought it'd be cool not that i want to go sell it i just want to have it because it's cool my name's gonna be on it but, I mean, say, you know, you get in the business, you have a product, now what? Now what? You, you know, a factory's going to have you buy X amount of minimum cigar, order out of the factory, whatever. Now what? Um, the reason Chris and I hit it off and kind of took off that first year was, all right, you have me doing all these events. I'm in front of people for the past three years, different cities, different states, recognize a face, right? Then you got Chris, who got these relationships with, uh, with people that have a large platform of sales, whether it be online or lounges, phone calls. Hey, do I got this project going on? What can you? All that together makes it successful. It's relationships, really. Well, going off of that, like, how do you find the right partner? Because I think a lot of people too sometimes think they can do it all alone. Yeah, they have a hard time, you know, after a certain point, delegating stuff to other people or giving pieces of responsibility to other people. Or so, so how do you find somebody that you're not going to be driven completely crazy by, yeah. <laughs> you know, a week or two into it after you kind of bring them in big time? Like, how do you, how do you find that right, that that perfect match? So I had I had two really bad partnerships in the beginning. 
just did not work out. Six months in, bad, got burned. Um, since then, I became very protective because I felt like, you know, my name's on this thing. I spent all this time and energy and, and my own finances to get to where I'm at. But at the same time, I got to a point where I'm like, I know my strengths and weaknesses. I'm taking on a lot. I can't focus on everything and be successful at every single thing. I'm okay with saying, I know I'm good at this and this really well. I don't have to be good at that. I just have to find or be connected with the right people who are. Uh, someone always told me, don't focus on what you're not good at. Because, you know, at this point in, in my life, my age, why? You know what you're good at. Focus on what you're good at and be better, right? Um, but I also wasn't really looking for it. I was looking for a partner, but I wasn't, like, pushing it. And that's why Chris and I have such a great relationship because it just – we became friends first. And um, helping – you know, he wanted to help me out. I knew he, had, he wanted to get in the business. I'm like, hey, man, this guy's going to bat for me. Um, he's buying product out of his own pocket to give away. You know, then we became like brothers, right? So we're hanging out, we're doing family stuff, we're going on trips together. It all just, I, you know, like I said in the beginning, uh, people coming in your life for a reason. Uh, you know, I, I, I really do believe that. And Chris, the partnership I have now with Chris, business, personal, it's just effortless kind of. It just fits. He knows his lane, I know my lane. We work well in the same lane together sometimes, you know, um, and I'm blessed. That's all I can say, because I've had the bad. I've, I've experienced that. And to have it now is so refreshing. And you could actually, well, I can, I, you know, I can see the growth already just from a good business working relationship, right? It, it's, just, it's just really nice to have. Not easy to find, but if you do, it's good. And it's something that'll last for a long time. As long as we stay good, the, the brand will, will succeed 100%. So as we near kind of the, the end of our hour together, what, yeah. what's next for, for your brand? You know, what can people look forward to this year and even beyond this year? Yeah. Um, well, you know, Chris mentioned that we, we just signed a distribution deal with Illusione. So right off the bat, you're going to uh, – the plan is to see more Amendola in uh, retail establishments online um, in the U.S. and in an international market. Uh, the plan also is to get out on the road more, uh, do some more rolling events, be seen more. Um, uh, we have two, three brokers that are working for the Amendola brand in Florida, uh, Illinois, Minnesota, and working on one in the tri-state area. So you, you, the, the next step is the team is growing. Um, we went from making X amount of blends per order, X amount of boxes per order. We've tripled and quadrupled that in the past six months. So we're, our growth, we're expected to grow uh, a lot this year. Um, 2022, we are planning to attend the TPE. We're going to sit this year out. Uh, we're not going to do any trade shows this year. Focus on building up inventory, finalizing some of our uh, relationships with the brokers and our, our sales force just to make it solid, you know. Um, and, yeah, I, I say this from the beginning, nine years ago, that, you know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, we're in this for the long haul. I, if I was ever going to quit, it would have been three, four, five times already. You know, so I, I'm just excited that people are, you know, paying attention and giving us an opportunity, um, especially, you know, people like you and giving us this platform to talk about our brand and, and what we love. So you're definitely going to see more of that. You're going to see us out more on a, on a, on a bigger uh, platform, I think. And I'm really excited about that. I, I look at this as a, uh, you know, like I said, this is not a get quick, get rich quick type of business. I wanted to create this to build a legacy, you know, for my children, uh, for their children. It's not about fame. It's not about making, it's about making money, but more important, it's about leaving something behind. Right. 
So that that's why the long term goal is don't stop. <laughs> so what are all the social media and websites that they need to people watching this or listening to this uh, need to follow in order to keep up with you and your brand? Yeah, so you know, definitely this platform here, Amandola Family Cigars on Instagram, um, Amandola Family Cigars on Facebook. We have a Twitter account as well. Um, our website is AmandolaFamilyCigars.com. If you want to learn a little bit more about Chris and I, about our history, the brand, um, where to buy our product, you can find that there as well. The pictures, all all that stuff. Um, and that's, yeah, that, that's the best places, man. I mean, social media, we're, we're on it across the board. I mean, so follow us, like us there, easy, easy to access. If you want to talk, do business, hang out, smoke, uh, hit me up, hit Chris up, um, Facebook as well. And again, AmandolaFamilyCigars.com is the website. So I guess in the last minute or so that we have, I asked Chris the question, you know, what's one thing in the industry that really drives him crazy? He said, the fact that you all can't get out to events. Yeah. So I asked you that same question. Is that the same thing or is there something else that might kind of irk you at this moment about the yeah. industry? <laughs> yeah. Well, the events for sure. Don't get me wrong. That, that's my thing. I love doing that. I love being out. I'll go. I'll do four events a day. I'll go all over the place, you know. <laughs> but the other thing right now that's been really frustrating is getting product on time. Uh, because factories have been understaffed. Um, there was actually a little cigar boom, you know, with ironically through this time, partly due to not enough people working, but a lot more people are smoking. I think percentage wise, it went up eight to 10% of cigars that are coming in the country. Right. So that would be one of the biggest things right now. That's, that's irking me is like, we're so anxious and we're getting this like traction a lot of things working, but like we have to wait a little bit longer to get our product, which I tell myself it's okay because you don't want to rush. You know, can't rush a good thing, right? But um, yeah, that I, I get, I get antsy, I get very anxious, and I want it now. I want product here. I want to get it out to people. I want people to smoke it. I want to smoke it. You know, <laughs> but I'd say that's the one thing: just waiting and being patient on, you know, working with our factory partners, make sure things get here on time. Somebody asked, do you still produce the cigar with the sweet tips? Yeah, so that's our dessert cigar, I think you're probably talking about. Um, AtlanticCigars.com got them online. It's sugar tip and it's hazelnut, age-infused hazelnut, vanilla. It tastes like Nutella. So, yeah, we got them. Get them while they last. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, like I said, thank you both for, for coming on. I'm sorry we couldn't all be on at the same time. Yeah, but no, it worked out. I think we made it work and it was yeah. fun. Like I said, I kind of like the one-on-one -on -one cause it gets a little zoomy with more people. Right. And I, I, I've gotten to the point where I, I kind of hate the zoomy. Uh, I know. Bit. We have five people on the screen at one time. You I know. looking over here and over there and all this stuff. So I, I'm glad it worked out like this, that we were able yeah. to have both of you on today and got to learn you know, about the marketing side from Chris and got to learn about more of the bl blending and uh, yeah. cigar side from you. So, like I said, thank you so much for coming on today, you and Chris. Yeah, well, thanks for having us on the platform, man. We really appreciate your time doing this. Seriously, thank you.